Chicks, the final frontier. These are the dicks that we read about, going where no reviewer has gone before. Welcome to another episode of Chicks and Dicks. <laughs> I'm Shelly. I'm Rachel. And obviously we've chosen an out-of-this-world theme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was my pick this week, yeah. and I chose, uh, yeah, I guess a spacey romance. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of space, um, how's your life? <laughs> how's your space? Yeah, how's your space? <laughs> it's filling up with boxes. Oh, yeah. You're moving soon. I'm moving soon. Mm-hmm. And You're going so to a, a different era. A different, well, not era. A different era. <laughs> I am moving through time. <laughs> Well, technically, we all are together. <laughs> I'm moving to a different town. Time is a dimension. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in the process of packing up the apartment. Um, and every day I have to give Chris a job to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, today you're going to pack up these books. You're going to get all this crap off the wall. So I don't know. We'll see what he accomplished when it gets home. <laughs> Nothing. 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 No. It's mm-hmm. fine. I mean, he knows what he's got to do, and he knows how much time he has in which to do it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, that's what's happening with me. How about you? I went to the Taste of the Town this weekend, which was a, a charitable event. Yeah. And yeah. you tasted a lot of the town? Yeah, actually, I did. How does the town taste? Pretty tasty. <laughs> <laughs> so, lots of different restaurants and uh, vineyards and a, and a ton of cideries have opened up in the area because we're in an apple growing region. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, yeah, it was delicious. You'll have to try the, um, the Georgian Hill cider is the dry cider and that's really nice, but the Thornbury raspberry cider in the pink can. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's like drinking juice. It's delicious. <sighs> I had a raspberry cider. No, I guess, no, it was a raspberry cider yesterday. And it was, it tasted like, you know, that fake raspberry flavor? Oh, yeah. No, this isn't oh, really like that. No. Yeah. Okay. No. I'll have to, I'll grab you some cans maybe one day. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I'll, grab you, I'll grab you cans of A and B. Okay. Yeah. It's good. Um, yeah. And other than that, it was, it was good. I've just been running around organizing life pretty much. And yeah. Yeah. You know how it is. Cool. Yup. Yup. And other than that, it's been, um, I would like to say I escaped with this book, but it was more of a chore. <laughs> So anything. I liked it at the start. I thought it started off pretty good. I, I agree. And then it just tanks. Oh, oh so many God. of these books do that though. Yes, yeah, start strong. And yeah, then just... but but you have a criticism of this, which I think is very apt. But we'll get to that later. I do. I have already forgotten. <laughs> I'll try and remember it okay. if anything. Although we are drinking, we are drinking. Um, we've decided to pair our podcast with a wine. We normally drink anyway, but we've never really talked about it. So I'm sure you've noticed, listener. <laughs> No surprise. Yeah. There was one episode in particular where I was quite not sober. Is that the one that, is that the lost episode? No. Oh. No, that one was all right. Okay. Anyway. I just assume that's the one because it was lost. No, so. there was another one. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So we are drinking um, Villa Maria Rosé from New Zealand, Hawks Bay, 2017. Private bin. Yeah, it's a good one. It is good. It's a really dry, nice rosé. I'm not sure what the thematic pairing is with the book. Well, I just, the rosé is neither 
white nor red. And since we're going to a different <laughs> place, I just decided to go rosé. Okay. Plus, it's really hot out. And this is, is refreshing. <laughs> and this one with the cheese we were having earlier. So yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Uh-huh. Did you know this? So I'm looking at the back of the bottle because it's facing you. <laughs> and the back of the bottle, do you know what the founder and owner's name is? Well, I can't even begin come to up with a Come up with a super pretentious name. Um, Tristram... Hinkleberry. Sir George Fistonich. <laughs> <laughs> Our Fistonich? Fistonich. Fistonich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you say it with a New Zealand accent? I could mangle one. <laughs> no, because it always ends up sounding Aussie, Aussie, and that's just right. offensive. That's, it's it like, is. so when so. someone says they can do a Canadian accent, it ends up being American, and you're like, come on. Or it sounds Minnesotan. Or, or <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Or I love it when people are like, I can do that. A, and oh. you're like, they can't make it sound natural. And yeah. it's just like, oh, just, dude. just stop talking. Yeah, just, yeah. Shut it all down yeah. and go away. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so that's what we're drinking because we need to drink about the, talking about this book because yeah, it was, exactly. it was, so what are we it was pretty craptacular. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty craptacular. Um, yeah. So, as I said, this was my pick, and I chose. A science fiction type book because we hadn't read one yet. Yes. So I thought it would be fun to explore that subgenre. And I was kind of pumped to read it too, and now I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My bad. All right. So uh, it's Not of This World, the first book in the Warriors of Riznar by Tracy St. John. That's right. Okay, here we go. Synopsis. He was her savior, but she was his salvation. Jeannie Gardner escapes from her captor's clutches only to find herself trapped on a planet far from Earth. When she is discovered by a muscle-bound warrior, she must prove to him and the Council of Elders that she is not a creature set free from a lab, but a sentient being from another planet. If she succeeds, they will send her home. If she fails, she will be executed. Nothing on the line there. Nope. (laughs) Risner warrior Kren Bolip is duty-bound to protect his village from the Monsuda and their creations. But this small, pink-skinned female is different, special, I might add, naked. (laughs) As the bond between them grows, Jeannie's vulnerability invokes Kren's protective instincts, and he vows to uncover the truth and secure her future. But there is a bigger threat looming. The Monsuda are coming to get Jeannie, and they'll use whatever means necessary. When Jeannie is taken, Kren is forced to choose— Disobey the elders and place his people in danger, or choose the only person who makes him feel whole. Oh, dear. <laughs> what a problem. Oh, no. Oh, that's pretty heavy. <laughs> Whatever will he do? Oh, no. So choose her. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, shit. I don't want to ruin it for you, but... I have to say, when I was reading this, I was like, well, this is a story against protectionism. <laughs> do you not find that at all? We'll, um, get, we'll get into the politics of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So thoughts. Well, okay. So it starts off and she, you you start off with Jeannie and she's naked in the bush on a, on a planet, essentially somewhere that doesn't seem like home. She doesn't quite know where she is. Yeah. Well, the the book begins with Kren and he, there's been, he's a police officer. He's a police, a cop um, for this little village. And there's been, there have been sightings. On the outskirts of the village. So he and his partner go to investigate, and that's when they run into Jeannie. 
And so they go in thinking that Jeannie might be um, a laboratory abomination of the... Monsuda. The Monsuda, who are the, the greys, essentially, these aliens. Well, no, the that Monsuda are, like, are like praying mantis. Oh, right, but the greys are their the drones. the greys are their drones, yeah. exactly. So all the kidnap- alien kidnappings or abductions that happen on Earth by the greys, that's the Monsuda, Monsuda. Yeah. collecting people to experiment on. Yeah. And so the- she's been abducted throughout her life. Yeah. So... So you find out that uh, essentially they're there kind of to confirm that this is a, a lab rat and to kind of destroy it. That's what their assumption is going into it. Yeah. Well, they take her. So they find her and she's nude. Um, so they they don't really know what to make of this because in their with their species, they're relatively, they're sexless. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, like, their sex organs... They just organs, look sexless. Yeah, they, they look sexless. They're not sexless. They look sexless. And it's only when they're ready to mate. Or they're or just they're, post-pregnancy. Or, yeah, if the women are... Breastfeeding. Be- breastfeeding, then the sex organs materialize. They don't materialize. They, they, they grow. They grow. They appear. Form. Form. Form's a good <laughs> they word. Form. They form. <laughs> and so she's got her boobs out, so they think, well, maybe she's nursing... But there's and but there are no other like her. There's mm. nothing else like her out there. So and the pink skin kind of throws them off as well because yeah, they are she's like they're like tiger striped and zebra striped. They're like all right. Kinda, and they can armor their skin. Yeah. And she's really weak and vulnerable. And mm. they have two of everything. And she's only got one of everything. Yeah. And talking organs. Yeah. She's, she's, <laughs> but no, not two penises. Oddly, not two penises. <laughs> but he can grow two tails. So maybe he could grow two penises. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. Because there's that sex scene at the end of the book where it's yeah. like, he pleasured Ooh. me in ways that I didn't think were possible. Well, it's yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> Where's that tail going? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they he, they capture her and take her back to police headquarters. Where they just, everybody just kind of sits around and stares at her, at her for a little while. And they're kind of gawking at her and they're trying to figure out whether she's an experiment or, or what or what she is. Yeah. So, and she, throughout this whole time, she doesn't really say anything. So they don't think she can speak. Well, she says something at one point. They're like, well, that sounded like language. And then she laughs. And they're like, oh, she laughs. Only only creatures of spirit, which, like, yeah. which means things that have a soul, and so, can laugh. So, there's so a, they have to have a tribunal to decide if she's a creature with the emotions and a soul, in which case they can't yeah, destroy well, if, her if she's or execute her. Yeah. And if she is of spirit. Yes. And, and then so then, that's like a, most of the book is devoted to this question. Yeah, which is annoying. Which is really annoying because because <laughs> she'll be like a lot she'll of be stuff going on. Yeah, well, also she'll, she'll be protected and she, everything's fine. And then like it will it will just kind of go on a like a tangent of like oh, but they could murder me anything anytime, so I should just run away. And you're just like for fuck's sake, lady, like just get it together. <laughs> I know. So Kren takes her home. For that first night. To his, how did you picture their home? Like, and I have to say, I liked the writing at this point because the, he was very good at, she was good at world building. Like, she Yeah, did, she was. The world building is really good. And it's, she does a good job of ex- describing into the story that's being told yeah, as opposed to like, here's a chapter dedicated to explaining what this world yeah. is like. And like describing what his house is like and what an alien house is like and, and her understanding of maybe why things were the way they were, like how the village was built and her discovery of their culture. Yeah, because we see... I mean, the book is told from both points of view, Kren's and Jeannie's. Um, but when Jeannie first goes to Kren's house, it's like that's experienced through her eyes. Mm-hmm. And so you do get the sense that it's 
it's similar but different. Mm-hmm. So he lives in like this dome that's been divided up into different rooms, and they, he has a kitchen and a bathroom and a bedroom. I feel it's like, like it's. I feel. I always felt like it was like an igloo with a lot of extensions on it. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean, but like made of like mud essentially. No, it's made of glass. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, is it opaque? Can like anyone outside just look into your house and see what's going on? Well, that'd be fun. <laughs> Especially given all the sex. Um, like, oh, what's he brought home? Oh, what what the fuck what is that? The shit? <laughs> yeah, so he takes her home and she like signals to him that she wants to clean off. She needs a shower. So he takes her into the shower and then proceeds to like get in the shower with her and wash her and stuff. I'm like this, what? Like you don't know what this thing is. Mm-hmm. So you're just gonna get up inside, all up in that shower with it, and start touching it places. And and the weird thing is, she's very kind of accepting to a certain degree. She's kind of into it. Yeah. Oh, she totally is. We've run into this before. This whole shower, the shower, like weird, yeah, crossing lines thing at the yes. very beginning. <laughs> first, first encounter, shower encounter, a theme throughout the romance genre. <laughs> yes. So, and, and I found it a little odd that she's like. She's not. I think if I were in this situation, I'd be a little more scared about what's going on. I'd be terrified. She's more curious than anything. Yeah. But like, I guess she feels safe after what she escaped from. But even when she's going through the house and going through drawers and shit, essentially, I'd be terrified that it'd like open a drawer and it would have like knives or something that shoot out. Like, how the fuck would you know yeah, what's in right? their household? Yeah. Like, maybe you just activated their defense security system. <laughs> like, who knows? You don't speak the language. You don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, and and then like it's convenient that she can eat their food. Yep, that's lucky. <laughs> so, I mean, shit, I can't even eat half the food on Earth, let alone <laughs> on an alien planet. I know, right? <laughs> so they they decide. Oh yeah, so she has a shower, and then they get into he like has like a guest bedroom essentially, or a guest bed, and she gets into the guest bed, and then he crawls into bed with her partway through the night, and mm-hmm. she wakes up in his arms and everybody's okay with this this. yeah she's just like and at one point he's like touching her all over and she's like uh i guess that's our thing well in uh riznar do as a riznarish do and she starts basically like touching him back yeah and it's like well he hasn't raped me so i guess he's okay it's like really that's (laughs) that's your your standard standard? (laughs) (laughs) like i understand you've been abducted and your maybe your lines might be a little bit more blurred massive trust issues yes yes but you're just gonna let this but she's gonna totally molest you Touch you all over. Oh. So hot. Oh, God. <laughs> so then the aliens decide to take her to Kren's, gar- the man who raised Kren, his guardian. Yes. Who's on the elders. Like, they have to present her to the elders council of the village so they can determine if she's a real person or yeah. not. So can I just interject for a cultural note? Sure. <laughs> so the men of this culture are very much separated from the women. Yes. So the women are kind of more scientific and very cold and intellectual. And, and, intellectual. and they've just, and it's not a matter of like dissing women at any stage of this book. No. Like, it's not like, oh, women are so cold. It's, it never infers that. It's just basically like a cultural difference where this culture has evolved. Basically, as child rearing is a community effort and coupling is just purely mostly for procreation. Yes. Unless you're gay. Yeah. And the women just yeah. don't generally have an interest in doing... And no, having, they're more interested in just in doing their, their own shit. Yeah, their intellectual pursuits. Yeah, so it's not totally like totally cool. Yeah, so they have these temples where the women hang out and they do that stuff, and like that's like they don't they don't really say boo about it otherwise. Yeah, 
there's something going on outside. It's right? <laughs> a lot of dogs barking. Oh, dog walkers back. Dog walkers, this, okay. The dog walking van. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Kren wants to take her to meet his guardian, who is on the council. It's a way of getting around the, I need to pre- present her to that council. So I was like, I'll just present her to one council member who's very wise. And who happened to bring me up. <laughs> uh, yeah, ew, yeah, exactly. Happens to be my dad. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so distracting. Oh god, I hope that dog isn't like that at home all the time. Could you imagine living with a yabby dog like that? No. <laughs> no. I don't even know if the listener will be able to hear that. <laughs> it doesn't matter. There is anyway. a dog barking outside yeah. the window. Um and so she meets this guy, Mikay or McKay. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I said I was like McKay. McKay. Oh, weird. Because everybody does Mikay. Well, it doesn't matter. Well, we'll just go with Mikay for fun. Um, go Japanese. <laughs> That's how you would say it in Japan. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then he figures out a way to talk to her. Yeah. And the nice thing is, is like they're so advanced that they just kind of have like um, what I thought was kind of like the babble fish of like. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I like the Hitchhiker's too. Guide, where he just like starts like a little thing in her ear, and then yeah, so they like teach the computer English essentially, and then it translates for her all the time. And at first, I kind of like the evolution of the computer; like it kind of has to be with an earshot of this computer, and eventually, it just becomes like a portable thing. Yeah, yeah, and once they have like the language file, they can upload that to any yeah. buddy's like personal computer, mm-hmm. so everybody can understand her. And she can understand anyone who speaks to her. Mm-hmm. So that's a good way around the whole language barrier thing. Yeah, it was well done. Yeah. I mean, totally not original, but well done. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and, and then this is where the book kind of tanks. It gets so bogged down in this issue of whether or not she's sentient. It, and she it stalls. is not at all involved in her own defense. No. And that really bu- she's so... It stalls a lot. So basically, like, Mikay just interviews her the whole time and it's just like, oh, I think she's an emotional person. Like, she's uh, yeah. she's of spirit. So we're just gonna... And her... I like her relationship with him. Um, I like her relationship with him and his boyfriend, I guess. And, yeah. Uh, but I just, like, I really... it was, But otherwise it was just boring. Yeah. Well, as you, this is where the book stalls out. Because, like, you sort of... You start off pretty strongly with this stranger in a strange land kind of thing. Mm. And then there's just this long middle section where you're just kind of waiting for judgment. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't, as I said, she's not involved in her own own defense. She's really kind of, she's too passive for me. And I feel like this is a really good opportunity for you, the character, and maybe for the writer and for the reader as well, to address issues of racism Mm -hmm. and stuff like that because it's like you're on trial to see whether or not you're a real person i feel like you should be more offended yeah and upset and it's like or at least you're in a different or at least wanting to find out how this tribunal works (laughs) but like yeah you're just gonna sit back and it's like well me k's in my corner so krenn's there so we're good yeah he wouldn't know, but the best part is they're like, they would, they'll defend me. Everything will be fine. But you know what? Fuck this. Let's run away. <laughs> like, that's what I yeah, don't understand. Like, entertaining notions like of she won't away. defend herself. Where the but fuck she, are you going to go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm always like, the fuck are you going to eat? Where are you going to go? Uh, I love the fact that she starts making her own clothes. Well, she's a fashion designer. I'm, I know. Isn't that lucky? <laughs> I know. And I was just like, this is so, like, why wear anything at all? 
Well, she gets cold because it's Oh, cold. right. Yes. So she right. needs to get some clothes. Cover up. But she's barefoot like... still. She doesn't, she never gets around to making herself well, any she's shoes. apparently not a cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not. She's not a cobbler. Beyond her skill set. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just kind of boring for a while. And then I called you because I was getting really frustrated. Yeah. And you're like, oh, don't worry. It picks up in the last 15 pages. <laughs> so the one thing you find out about this book, and then I'll get into kind of the political element of it, is that the the Riz Narish have cut themselves off essentially from the um monsuda the monsuda and well, just kind of like they're like warring they're they're warring but war they have there. not checked tabs on their own planet on its resources well, not just, checked out the environment like just they've just mentioned they have, our resources are being depleted they have literally rate it's like okay what they've <laughs> literally lived in their own bubbles yes and their societies kind of spread out throughout the planet but they haven't really been communicating so they have these kind of tribal elements but don't talk and then when they find out that the monsuda have essentially been basically raping the planet of all their resources yeah. and then and then using humans as, as test subjects. as test subjects but i liked the fact that what they've been doing is they've been genetically manipulating the human race for like millennia yes to turn them into a slave to, to, race yeah to turn them into slave race i thought that was a nice touch actually. yeah that was really interesting but that's this is the problem with the book though there's all this interesting stuff that's been so deeply backgrounded yes it's like no this is the story you should be telling mm-hmm. her arrival on this planet should wake up the Riznar to become more aware and more involved in what's going on at home because they just cut themselves off from the monsoon it's like well not our problem anymore. Yeah. It's like, no, this is your problem. You share the planet with these with <laughs> these people. These people yeah. And they're destroying it from the inside out. So And planning to move without you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're just gonna fuck right off and, there's a and dimen- colonize Earth. Oh, through F- their dimensional yeah. portal. Uh, F- FYI, there's a couple of dimensional rifts leading to Earth on this thing. And uh, yeah, no yeah. big deal. Yeah, long term space travel. They're always wondering how they got to these other planets, but they didn't really know how until yeah, so they, they talked to her. Have, here, okay, so did you catch this? They don't have space. Travel. They don't have long. They don't have long. No, distance it says they that because later on in the book, it's like, well, the Monsuda don't have space flight, and neither do we. It's like, but you have met and had sex with people on neighboring planets. So how are you getting there? Maybe they're coming into right, them. Coming Maybe it's them. like knock knock. <laughs> but me, if they're like showing up for a booty call in their spaceship, wouldn't mm-hmm. she be a little, at least, a little bit interested in how they got there? They don't seem to be overly interested in, in a lot of things. <laughs> If they're not going to leave their fucking bubble to figure out what's going on with their planet. Yeah. <laughs> just just yeah. saying. So it's only so anyway, at the very so end of the book. And they're like, and they're absolutely outraged that this had happened. But there had been no war with this other race on their planet. Except for, it's a cold war. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like an arms build up of sorts. But no, not even. No, not even. No. They're, just, they're just isolationists. They're just. So this is where I'm talking about the protectionist the aspect of it. It's like the United States and, and their trade. And like essentially now they're all of a sudden facing Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Putin's Wait, the monster. Wait, that one yeah, down. Yeah, and it's a very complicated political situation. <laughs> well, it's like this book I read. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want to know about international relations, I suggest you read Not, Not of This, this World. world. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just as preposterous as our current situation. <laughs> there you go. So vote vote for Shelly. <laughs> so she ends up getting abducted again by the the Greys. Yes, because she runs away. Isn't that no 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 no? no, no she she's doesn't. she's gonna run away, but then she like it's too cold, so she doesn't get very far. 
And then she just comes back. Or she <laughs> says it's too cold, but you, you'd like to think. No, she just pussy. Hold out. on, I just have to. <laughs> As a slow pour. <laughs> All right, so where were we? <laughs> <laughs> so she gets it's only at the very oh, do you end need of the some? book yeah please top up oh oh there we go <laughs> <laughs> it's only at the very end of the book she gets kidnapped again because she sucks at not getting kidnapped uh and then the Riznar led by Kren it's like oh we gotta go get her we gotta invade the hive and it's like I feel like this is well his best friend's mentor his, his best friend's guardian was kidnapped was like kidnapped two years yeah ago. and so and so he, he's the whole time been like let's go get these fuckers let's go get yeah. these fuckers and he liked the fact that he could use he liked her anyway but he, he could also use her as an, as excuse, an excuse for him to, to go on yeah. his revenge slash right and then finally the whole thing comes to a head when they realize that the monsuda have been yeah depleting so like, the planet and she she finally does become the catalyst for the riznard to i guess not rise up against but attack the monsuda mm-hmm. take the fight to them so to speak um, but it happens way too late in this book. Yep. It's at the very end. Um, so as I said, those last 25 pages and pick up. She's not great at writing this kind of conflict. No. And, and your <laughs> one thing that I have to say is that the writing becomes very elementary. Yes. The writing is better at the start of the book. Yes. And, and I agree with you. It's yeah. like, it's not that it was rushed. It's just too simplistic. It's very simplistic towards the end. It's so, almost she's in a rush. She's, it's almost like she's too excited about her own writing. So she's not really <laughs> paying attention to the, to the kind of detail that's required. Well, like for instance, I remembered this, um, little bit of dialogue. So Jeannie gets kidnapped. She's back in the Monsuda hive. They live underground. Um, and she has, she's sort of running around and she finds another earthling, another, an earth woman in an, in a room in this hive. And the woman's like, you got to help me. And so Jeannie goes to rescue her. And the woman is nude, and she's like, oh, thank you so much. Now, where did I put my clothes? Oh, there they are. It's like, no. No. (laughs) No. No, that's the kind of stuff you write in, like, when you're 12. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you write when you're, like, just a kid, a tween, or, like, just getting into writing. Uh, And the beginning of the book wasn't like that at all. So it really, it drops off. In terms of the quality, I would say. Yeah. So, I mean, essentially it ends with Jeannie and the um, Riznarish saving all of the abductees, throwing in them... This, in this one hive. In this one hive, throwing, them, throwing the them into the dimension and returning them all home. And yeah. then uh, his best buddy, I can't remember his name. Arga. Arga. Yeah, Arga finding his mentor, everything's happy. And then she decides to stay because she wants to help fight the Monsuda. Yeah, so there's this question. It's like, okay, well, if Jeannie is found to be of spirit, then we have to send her home as soon as we can, which means... And then she sabotages her own return. And she, yeah, and she, so, so like, she can't return. But there's this, like, do I want to go? Do I want to stay? And then it's all this, like, bullshit between her and Kren. It's yeah. like, just fucking get over yourselves. Tell each other you love each other. And let's just put but we, this but we plot also know to that bed. She's got <laughs> nothing to go home to. No, she has, yeah, she has like this really and sad, lonely and life. The, and this is, and she knows that. And you hear about it throughout the book and you're just like, so fucking, what's the problem? So what's there? the deal? Yeah, just, oh, well, I have trust issues. So? So, so why don't you just not return <laughs> home to them? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you can literally run away, away from, from all of your problems. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Into like the best living ever. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> with a guy who can pleasure you with a tail and the a penis. One time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get into the. God. Now that I've segued into the sex, let's talk about the sex. What'd you think? It wasn't bad. It was better at the start. Well, yeah, because the writing in general was better at the start. But at the same time, I have to say, like, I don't know how we felt with everybody just kind of crawling into bed with everybody else when they're somewhat conscious. It yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just kind of weird. I'm like, why didn't, like, there's a lot of, like, weird discovery elements. And, like, um, so, I mean, they're, they're discovering each other. Well, and- the Riznar have this, like approach to sex or it's like this multi-staged approach to sex so the first time you meet a sexual partner you just kind of like make out with them make out and then you explore each other's bodies which is like this intense exploration scrutinization <laughs> it's not it's not judgmental it's scrutinizing no, but, he's but it's like not- looking at her real hard <laughs> yeah but at the same <laughs> to time to the point where he's like <laughs> spreading yeah, pretty- her legs and like coming in close so I thought that was like part of it was kind of hot, and then part mm-hmm. of it was like a little too scientific. It's just you're going a little too far with this. Yeah, <laughs> visual exploration, and then it just. But I wouldn't say like it's scrutinizing in, um, because she she likes it. Yeah, like, and he is like he's so I like scrutinizing. Her, I think it's like her. And I he's think still s- giving her pleasure at the same time. I think the word to scrutinize is a little harsh. <laughs> Because scrutinize kind of implies like a certain amount of criticism. <laughs> and he's not critiquing her. He's just no. he's just exploring. Yeah. Okay. That's true. I'm being, <laughs> I'm being overly harsh. So that's like, that's pretty mean. Because if you're like scrutinizing <laughs> someone, you'd be like, oh, well, well your clitoris know. is a little smaller than our Riznarish ones. Well, like, I, don't know. I don't know if there's actually a judgment attached exactly. to it. But it's like a long, hard, yeah. close look. Examination. <laughs> <laughs> so he grows a penis. Oh yeah. So he has got yeah, because his man bits don't show until he's turned <laughs> until on. Until he's aroused, exactly. Yeah. Um and we don't get a really good description of it. It's just like no. a shaft or a cock. Which is weird or because a hardness. like for, for like, me oh, as a human okay. being, like a shaft without balls seems really odd. <laughs> <laughs> he just grows a shaft. I'm like, what like fucking Pinocchio's nose? Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, what is going on? <laughs> But it can like change in shape. A little yeah, bit too. yeah. He can Sometimes like adjust it to like yeah, and, like, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he can grow a tail or two tails. But then the tail of two tails. A ta- he grows a tail, which I think is just bizarre to begin with. I'm fine. Like you want to grow a cock, go for it. You want to grow a tail, that's a little weird. Maybe it's for balance in the trees. I don't know. Maybe it's well, like why an would evolutionary. You, I don't know. I just I don't know. Just something. Not that I am an anatomist or know anything about biology let alone fucking made-up alien biology. But it just seems weird to me to be able to grow oh, a tail. Yeah, but let her have it. I mean, it's a fucking, like, you can't... And it grows a you can't, second tail. Yeah, well, that's... That's going a little too far? Honestly, no. We can't judge. You, you can't judge someone else's I alien... Can't judge. You can't judge someone's alien else's... judge has, like, is meaningful in any way. Now it? you're scrutinizing. I am. <laughs> so... You know, scrutum and scrotum. <laughs> I just this. found the sex to be, like, it, it It wasn't my thing. Like, it just, like, it wasn't, especially at the end of the book, really sucked. Oh, we'll get there. Not even literally. <laughs> well, they just, like, they're, it takes them a long time to realize or to do anything about the fact that they're attracted to each other. And then there's that teasing element in the steps of sex that I thought was, like. Yeah. And I think, like, it, it just was, goes on for too long. Well, it's, it's supposed to, it was supposed to be a build-up. And it's supposed to be tension, but right? It ends up being dragging out like the rest dra- of the book. Exactly, it drags yeah. out for too long. So whatever 
tension you created is just like you're waiting too long for the climax. Mm. Um, and I also think I don't, I didn't look this up, and I don't. I guess you didn't remember to look this up either. So there's this like oh, it's yeah. this build up to actual like to penetrative sex. And that's like the whole book. They're kind of waiting for this moment where they can find he can just give it to her. Yeah. But I am convinced that it actually happens, I think, on their second night. Or like during one of their earlier encounters, they just, they can't take it anymore. Yeah. And he like fucks her hard and fast for a minute. And then they go back to like the, just pleasuring each other. And yeah, the a lot steps of oral sex narrative. and yeah. finger banging. Mm. And then it's like finally at the very end of the book, and I mean this literally, it's the last thing to happen in the book, they have sex. And it's like, well, who cares now? It doesn't matter. You've done everything else. We already have our happy ending. We don't need... Your happy ending. Exactly. <laughs> and he, but even then, the sex is like, he fucked her hard, he fucked her slow. Yeah. You know, he took her from behind. And it's like... You just, just that's it. You're not even gonna bother like, going into detail it's on this. Like, it's or? not sensual at all. No, it's not it's like just, there's no like very, there's no teasing and, and growing of things and like it's just like no, there just it was. Like, and then they had sex, the end. And, and there it was, gone. <laughs> and there it was gone, exactly. <laughs> oh man. So do you have any reviews for this? Uh, yeah. Because okay. I don't think there's anything else to really talk about. I know. Well, I mean, it's I mean, there's sure stuff like there's... that's a world building, but I mean, it's it's nothing that I think our listener wants to hear. About. <laughs> Let's have an intense discussion about the ecology of Riznar. Okay, so <laughs> that's, here's... A, that's that's a pan- panel for like a romance <laughs> review or something. So here we go. One star. DNF. Ouch. Ouch. DNF. I tried. I really did. But there were just too many new words. There's nothing familiar at all. I can't find anything that makes me want to know more about this alien world. This person doesn't travel. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. Um, What else have I got here? Here we go. Three-star review. It took me two weeks to finish this book. I'd read a few pages and be so bored I'd set it aside. (laughs) Why did you give it three stars (laughs) i kept hoping something interesting would happen but it never did the characters were dull the language and culture of riznar felt more like reading a tourism booklet (laughs) the nightly foreplay between genie and kren was annoying especially since kren might have to kill genie if the council decides that she isn't of the spirit so that's pretty fair yeah pretty fair Mm. here we go i I don't know if this is... I don't think you can give a no-star review. <laughs> but it looks like maybe oh, two. Well, Sadly, a... this book wasn't for me. Well, that's polite. So, <laughs> yeah. It's not... Oh, here's another one star. Another DNF. Wow, that's surprising. Because most of the books we read usually have something else. Like, Yeah. They're usually much more positive, the reviews. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people really didn't... Like this, book. like this book at all. Unfortunately, this story was just not for me, and that f- falls more to my interest than anything the author did. Hmm. I found the writing very good, and the pacing wasn't too bad. The pacing is bad. Yeah. Uh, at least in what I read. Well, she only got 25% of the way through the <laughs> book. I was initially intrigued by the Visionarians and their conflict with the Monsuda, but I quickly got distracted by the unpronounceable names, the very weird biology <laughs> abilities of the aliens and the strange way Kren thought about Jeannie. So there you go. 
These are not these are not sci-fi readers, I have a feeling. Cause no, maybe not. And that could be part of the problem for some of these people. It's yeah, it's three point five six overall. Yeah, that's pretty out low. Out of five, which is pretty low, low for, for what most of our yeah. Reviews. So I guess that the sci-fi element is a bit of a barrier yeah. for some readers, and they just they can't seem to get over it. Yeah. Well, writing like writing a good sci-fi is hard anyway. Yeah. True. Writing a good sci-fi romance, like think of any love story in a sci-fi that really got you. Yeah. Like think of all the sci-fis that you can think of, even classics, like Dune. That's not a very good romance. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even the even the love story in that you're just like. Pulling at the collar. Yeah. Um, well, you you you've read more sci-fi than I have. I don't read a lot of sci-fi. That's to that's begin true. With. I've read. Well, I mean, I read everything under the sun, but um sci-fi wise like yeah it's it's hard to write good romance in sci-fi because the relationship right well the relationships like there's a certain amount like even technology now has changed how relationships work right right? so you have to make something personal and believable within a society that could potentially be literally worlds apart right (laughs) so it just depends on the context also of the sci-fi yeah but most a lot of sci-fis deal actually with that i read anyway deal with more like uh, heavier topics. Well, this is a romance novel first. Yeah, true. Right, set in a sci-fi setting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or another worldly setting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, really neither element shines through. Yeah. They almost distract from one another, like it would have been better as one or the other. <laughs> well, I guess, well, because as I said, there's just this huge stall in the middle of a story where it's like, is she of spirit or not? It's like, who gives a shit? You have, your planet is being destroyed yeah. by these other and she's willing to help you out so why don't you just fucking take her home and like as i said like her using her presence as the reason to to be fair though you don't know that the planet's being destroyed until the last 25 pages no it says it at the start oh does it yeah why am i not aware it's right at the beginning of the book where i think like with the world building and it's like oh you know riznar is a beautiful place to live and i love my home but, you know, parts of it are being destroyed. And it's just, it's mentioned just in passing at yeah. the start of the book and then doesn't come up again till the very right, end. Right. And they're just like, I wonder why that happened. Oh, it's them? Ooh. <laughs> so dumb. Anyway, hot or not? Not. I'm going with not. No. Not. <laughs> not hot. This is not hot. No. 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 Sorry. I'm, yeah. Thanks. I have the next one. No. It's not. Yeah, you, you've read it already. Uh, well, you know, I'm not gonna say exactly what. Okay. I, I want you to go in with an unbiased view. It's got moments. All right. <laughs> now you're tugging at the collar. Um. Yeah. So I don't. I don't really have anything, <laughs> anything else? else to say. You're done. Yeah. Me too. So I guess until next time, I've been Rachel. And I've been Shelly. Keep it sexy. On this planet. On this planet. <laughs> Because on other planets, it's apparently not so good. (laughs) You run into some obstacles. (laughs) That grow. That grow. (laughs) It's a growing concern. Uh, Ah, Fucking ended there.